Welcome to Waking Up with Melissa, a podcast that takes a deep dive into personal development, spirituality, and how to grow your online business. I'm your host, Melissa Ruiz, a spiritual and mindset business coach for all conscious healers out there. Stay tuned every week while I share insight on how to balance your business and also stay in alignment with your higher self. I truly feel that we all uniquely possess all the things we are seeking if we simply allow ourselves to surrender, to be present, and to take action in our lives. Welcome to another solo podcast on Waking Up with Melissa. This is a very special episode because this is my first solo episode that I am recording on my van travels. I am sitting in the middle of the woods, sitting on Pachamama, soaking in all of the potent energy, the initiations, all of the things that I have been called to alchemize. And y'all, it's only been 10 days. It's so crazy. But if you are somebody who's been wanting to start their business and travel, this episode is for you. Even if you've already started your business, but there's this other thing that you've been wanting to do, this episode's for you because there are so many things that I've learned. I'm going to give you 10 things that I've learned in the last 10 days. I first want to share, have we seen online on our soul entrepreneurship journey, so many beings share how burnt out they are, how much they are lost in their own business because of the pressure to keep up. And I wanted to share this message because I still remember three and a half years ago when I first started my business, I said to myself, I am going to be that one person in my family that starts their own business and I get to travel the world. I I remember Bali was my North Star. I was like, I cannot wait to get to Bali. You know, if I get to Bali, that means I made it. And then somewhere along that journey, we forget Somewhere along that journey, we start to take our business too seriously. Somewhere along that journey, we forget to have fun. We forget that there are other things that we also want to do, like be a partner or get married or be in a relationship or take a break or go travel. And one of the things that I've learned during my time being in the woods and moving from place to place, literally every 48 hours, we're either in another state or in another location. And the number one thing that this has taught me is how to continuously let go, how to continuously be in the unknown and how much we actually really suffer when all we do is try to predict. We try to predict our life. We try to predict our business. We try to predict how many uh, clients we get in. We try to predict how much money we get in. And that's the part that makes it difficult. And so right now, there is a whole new revolution that's actually happening in solopreneurship. And we're starting to see more and more people saying, fuck this. Like, I don't give a shit about 10K months. I don't care about 50K months. Like, I care about the quality of my life. How does my heart feel? What is the quality of my relationships? First to myself and then to everybody else because when I pour into myself everybody alongside me benefits from that right and so if you're at a place right now where you're thinking about wanting to take your business out on the road one of the things that is going to be the most challenging for you is this belief that you're not going to be able to do the two at the same time I'll give you this amazing story that actually happened to me I was supposed to shut down my business the last quarter of this year meaning November October November December I was not supposed to take any 
clients. And I say supposed to because in my mind, I couldn't fathom having, let's say, the time of my life, being in the middle of the woods, basically what it feels like to commune with myself, to have union with all of the elements and the earth and also run my business. I just, I couldn't understand that. My brain actually could not fathom doing both. And I think the reason why is because I, the only other thing I have to compare it to is when I worked at corporate for 13 years where I had to beg people to take off. And then when I took off, it was a complete disconnection. It was no more checking emails, no more being available. It was this or that. And right now what's being asked of us is an and conversation. Right now what's being asked of us is can you run your business and have the fucking time of your life? Can you run your business and travel? Can you run your business and live in a tiny home? Can you run your business and be in a relationship? Can you run your business and do all of these other things? Because let's be honest, we are all multifaceted beings. We're not here to do just one thing. And so I've seen so many people take all of their eggs and put it in one basket. They put all of their focus and their energy into their business, which by the way, I'm a fan of. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I consider myself a business mogul. I consider myself an entrepreneur. I love business. I love businesses. I love the principles that they're birthed on. I love having great clients and success stories. Like, I truly love what I do and I think there is an art to you being an entrepreneur and not half-assing it like you have to be low-key like obsessed with the shit that you fucking do and that's also what produces amazing results and so I love entrepreneurship however we're being asked to stretch we're being asked to hold more we're being asked to expand our capability and our capacity not only to just hold one reality of being a boss but hold another reality of being a mother be hold another reality of being a wife hold another reality of being an artist hold another reality of being a singer we're being asked to hold multiple realities all at the same time and there isn't this either or you're either a singer or you're an entrepreneur. You're either at work or you're playing. It's how can we continuously allow our life to be a moving meditation? How can we allow our life to be this dance between our passion and our dharma, our community work, us serving and also building? How can we continue to build the foundation of generational wealth? We can all have the ability to do that. Right now, there are so many beings that complain about the internet, but I believe it's such a beautiful tool. There has never been a time where you have access to a mic, a worldwide mic that you can just hop on just like this on a podcast and share your opinion, share your stories. And so the story that I really wanted to share was the last quarter of the year, I was supposed to be closed. My business was going to shut down because I thought that was what I was supposed to do. I'm I mean, that's what I did when I was in corporate, right? I would shut down and then I would take vacation and then I would come back. And so as I was explaining this to one of my mentors, she was like, uh-uh, why would you close down your pipelines? Why would you close your livelihood? Why would you do that? And I was like, well, because I can't, because I want to be fully immersed in the experience, which by the way, I'm not telling you that if you want to go and take a solo retreat and go wherever the hell you want and you want to disconnect, like go ahead and do that. I'm not telling you not to do that, but I am running a seven figure business. And you know, so this person was asking me, am I burnt out from my business? Do I feel like I need to run away? What's not working? And 
when I sat there and she was asking me these questions, I knew right away that what I was doing wasn't the right choice, that what I was doing in me shutting down my business was out of fear and it was out of scarcity. It wasn't because I was burnt out. I actually love my business probably way too much, you know, and it wasn't that I needed a break from it. And so when they asked me, well, why can't you do both? Just go on light mode. Just be diligent with your time. I, my mind, again, couldn't comprehend that because there is this like energy in the mentoring space that feels like you have to be available 24 7 for your students and that's just not possible and it's also not healthy and so if you're somebody who is already an entrepreneur and is already over pouring and over giving this is something that we can continuously look at and we can continuously heal you know it could be our people pleasing tendency it could be that we're getting so much satisfaction from seeing other people succeed which is great because again it's good to have amazing business results, but not at the cost of your mental health, not at the cost of you continuously working 24 seven. And so one of the things that I've actually learned a lot on the road is being diligent with my time. I've only been working three days a week and I've actually been getting more work done on three days than I was working five days, which is so crazy. And my days are actually shorter. I'm done by 3 p.m. And uh, when I was in New York, I would be done work between 5.30 and 6.30. And so that's p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so I'm actually getting a lot more done in a shorter day and shorter hours. It's so crazy. And so back to the story, when I started to hear this mentor reflect back to me that I wasn't tired, I started to fully realize right then and there that I did want to continue to be in my business full time, that it was actually really silly of me that I thought that it was not my fault. I'm sure other people have done that, but that I needed to rise to the occasion. I needed to learn new skills. In business, it will always come down to either you upgrading to a new mindset, you learning a new skill, or you holding more realities. And so I was really called to learn a new skill, to learn a new skill of doing both. And wow, I have just so much to report back. One of the first things that I want to share with you, one lesson that I have learned is that everything takes longer. So it actually has been teaching me so much patience. It's it's making me realize how easy, I was going to say how easy we have it in America and I'm still in the US, but actually when you go and you uh, pull up to people's lands and you see the way they live, you see that they are waking up at four in the morning, they're tending to the land, they're tending to their animals, they're tending to the beings, they're tending to, they're physically working with their hands, there's manual labor, their body is in it, you start to realize that we do have it easy. If I needed to eat right now, I could just walk into my kitchen. If I lived in New York, pop something in the microwave and it's done. If I had to reheat my coffee, which oftentimes it gets cold because I don't drink it all, again, I can heat it up with a snap of a finger. And here, being on the land, everything takes longer. So I've been learning a lot more to appreciate to appreciate my time, to appreciate other people's time. I actually was sharing this with my wife, but the other day we woke up and I said to her, babe, by the time we wake up, it's seven in the morning. We wake up at seven, I meditate. By the time I wake up and I have my first cup of coffee, 
it's two hours later. Like, yo, that's crazy. By the time we make the bed, everything takes longer. And so I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm saying it because there's such a deep appreciation. There is such a deep gratitude in all of those small moments. And sometimes when we have these technologies, these homes that are built, yes, to make our life easy, but sometimes we lose the juiciness. We, we lose the space, the movement from one thing to another. The second thing that I've learned being out here in the wild and getting to know so many beautiful people is the pressure, the pressure that we put on ourselves. The other day, I actually just shared this on stories. I was taking a walk and there was this fear creeping up at my doorstep. And I actually saw it coming a mile away. I'm very connected to the energy of fear. I believe fear is a being, a teacher that is here to show us where our shadow is. It's not here to take us down. It really is a teacher. And so I saw this teacher, <laughs> fear, uh, creeping its way to my doorstep. And as I saw that, I started to realize that the things that we entertain are such bullshit. And I mean this with so much love in my heart because as this fear started to approach, I started to have this conversation with myself and I started to recognize, and this is why the practice of yoga is so beautiful because we really become the masters at witnessing. We become the master. The science of yoga is the science of the mind. And so we become these experts at witnessing and not judging, but allowing the thoughts to come through and not so much attaching ourselves to it, but just noticing saying, oh, wow, that's interesting. And so that's what I did. I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Look at that fear. <laughs> what, what is it doing? Why is it here? That That's interesting. And in that moment, I started hysterically cracking up because I'm like, oh my God, the shit that we entertain as human beings is such BS, you know? And that's one thing that I've learned being here in the woods is that when your survival is at the top of the list, meaning it is the most important thing every single day for you to have food, for you to have water, for you to have shelter, for you to have a safe place, that becomes the focal point of everything. And all of this BS that we entertain, the things that we worry about at home, does this person like me? Is this video going to get traction? You know, all of these things just takes up so much room in our mind. And in that moment, again, I just wanted to share that story because I was just fucking cracking the hell up. Like, why are you entertaining this bullshit? And in that moment, I just dropped it. And so if you're somebody who has had those moments where you're entertaining things that just don't freaking serve you, just tell yourself in that moment, can I allow this to fully melt off of my shoulders? Can I drop this narrative and can I entertain what would be the opposite? What would be the opposite of me thinking this? And so oftentimes it looks like, well, what if I fail? What if nobody gets in? What if my business uh, tanks? All of these worries, all of these fears. Well, what if I don't? What if I succeed? What if everybody likes it? What if I make more friends? What if this is my dharma? What if this is my purpose? Play that what if game. Because if at all anything, even if you don't freaking believe in it, doesn't it sound better? Doesn't it feel better? We live in a world in the quantum field where everything is infinite. And so really it's asking us to believe in magic. It's asking us to co-create with our words, with our life, with our movement, with our work. Every single day we have an opportunity to create life. More importantly, 
You have an opportunity to create your life. But will you allow the pressure to take you under or will you rise above it? And that takes practice. You know, the hard emotions, they actually get harder and they harden the more you practice them. So the opposite is true. When you have hard emotions and you practice softening them over time, that intensity actually starts to lessen. The thing is, is that so many of us are practicing hard emotion after hard emotion. We get over it and then we get back to the hard emotion and we don't allow it to pass through. And the way we allow it to pass through, and this is going to just sound kind of crazy, I know, is by not freaking paying attention to it. We're so focused on needing to pay attention to every feeling and to every emotion. But you know what? I believe that our mind is more like a two-year-old. Like, we have all of these random thoughts. We don't even know where they come from. Like, think about it. We're so focused on the body and how the body's holding trauma, which it does. And the body has infinite wisdom. We need to connect to all the bodies, the spiritual body, the physical body, the emotional body. All of the bodies are important and we're really being called to integrate them. But when we only pay attention to the physical body, we lose out on the opportunity to ask ourselves, well, where did that thought come from? Where is this higher perspective? Where is that doubt coming from? Where is the fear coming from? It's coming from impressions. It's coming from childhood. It's coming from trauma. It's coming from lived experiences. It's coming from the collective. It's coming from so many other places. But ask yourself, have you ever wondered how do you make your body move? The body doesn't move just on its own. You have to have a thought. I'm going to move my right arm. I'm going to extend my arm. I'm going to bring my hand to my heart. You have to have a thought first. And that thought produces an impulse that then alerts the body to move that part. And so just start to ask yourself, I, I kind of geek out with, when I start to go down the rabbit hole because it's like, yeah, where did I get that thought? Where does the thoughts come from? Where does the impulse come from? Where does that energy come from? The same way we get obsessed with our emotions and trying to fix them and trying to heal them. I'm just done with healing. <laughs> I actually was having this conversation with my partner the other day and I said to them, we are born healed. And so this energy of we have to heal ourselves and we have to work so hard to heal ourselves, I feel like is a trap as well. Like what if we don't have to heal ourselves? What if we just have to pay attention? What if we just have to be aware? What if we just have to not allow the pressure to take us under? I was born perfect you were born perfect you were born perfectly healed you were born perfectly whole it was through our conditions and through our impressions that we keep practicing because somebody taught us how to do this or because it came from survival that made us this way but now as adults we have the opportunity to reparent ourselves we have the opportunity to not fall victim to those same behaviors so the third thing that I've learned is to get over things a lot faster especially if you do this with a partner. I'm doing this full-time with my dog. I'm doing this full-time with my wife. And so I've learned and I have gotten into just 10 days situations where I probably would have considered that a hard time or an argument or a disagreement back home. And being here in nature, it's just taught me how to get over something so quickly, so quickly. I mean, in seconds, in my mind, I am just telling myself this is just not worth it again when survival is at the forefront and is at the north star of your travels 
or what you're doing, all of the BS literally becomes BS. And so that's why I started laughing because, you know, if we were back home, I probably would have uh, argued about that for at least a good hour, maybe two, maybe half of the day, maybe the whole day. But being here, it takes 10 seconds for me to say, this is not worth it. I want to, I want you to be on my side. I want to be on your side. You're my teammate. I am your teammate. You are depending on me. I'm depending on you. Let's let it go and have a good time. And it's been magical. <laughs> it's been magical to get over these things so much more faster. Something else that I've learned being on my travels, if this is something that you are wanting to do, get internet. Right now, we have what we call a MoFi or MoFi, M-O-F-I, and it is basically an internet router that we have built into the van that allows us to get internet everywhere. It's been such a lifesaver right now. Even me recording this podcast in the middle of nowhere, we actually don't have reception here. But when my van is close and when I'm in my van, I do have the internet. I was able to go to my service provider. I paid for a $30 chip. I inserted it in. You basically go to any service provider and just the same way they would give you a chip to get internet on a laptop, we popped it in there and then boom, it's an extra $30 a month. But now I have Wi-Fi on the road and that has been such a lifesaver, especially as you're traveling the US. If you live in a major city like Florida, New York, Atlanta, California. It's just so beautiful. Even getting two or three hours away from those major cities, you'll start to see that internet service is not good. And so I highly, highly suggest that. Another thing I highly suggest is not bringing a lot of stuff. I think so often we bring so many things. And so whether it's in van life, whether it's you're your backpacking and you're traveling to other places, really start to check in with yourself and ask, what am I being asked to let go so that I can create more space for new experiences and new things and new items and new memory? So many of the things that I actually brought on my travels, I let go on the way, like my curling iron, my blow dryer. I'm like, I don't need this. I'm not blow drying my hair. I don't need this. I'm taking a shower in Planet Fitness. I'll use their blow dryer. But I started to realize it was because there was an attachment there. It was like, no, this is mine and I want my thing. And so as I started to alchemize more and more of that story, it's not mine. It's just a freaking item. I purchased it. Now it's somebody else's. It's all good. I don't need it. It's taking up room. And so doing and being in my van full-time and in my business full-time, it's really allowing me to make more space, not only in my van, but also in my business. Like I mentioned to you, I have not worked this little since never. <laughs> like it's so crazy um, because I've become more diligent with my time. I'm just so laser focused on boom, boom, boom. I'm going to get all of these things done. I don't veer off. I don't look at anybody else's page. There is just nothing else that's happening beyond just the things that I need to get done because there's a little bit of work that happens in the morning and then there's play that's happening in the afternoon. I have to get to some hikes. I have to have dinner with my partner. I want to have breakfast with my partner. I want to watch the sunrise. I want to watch the sunset. The quality of life, the things that are becoming a non-negotiable 
have just become clearer and clearer. And again, tying this back to the energy of what's happening right now in entrepreneurship, there are so many people that have built their business just to make money. And solopreneurship is not about that. Remember, it's about our community. It's about us caring and tending first to ourselves, to the lands, to the ancestors, to the native people that have been here before us. You know, I've been thinking a lot about this concept because I've been on native lands throughout my travels a lot. And I've been learning a lot, even through the people that have allowed us to stay on their piece of land. We have not stayed in anybody's homes. We've been full time in the RV. It's self-contained. But just pulling with our RV, pulling into the native lands and how much respect these beings who are tending to the land have. There's so much homage to the native people. And just really thinking about all of the things that had to have happened in order for me to get in a car and live here or pull up to this land. And so there's just so many different offerings that I have been seeding along the way, whether it's monetary, whether it's having certain people on my podcast. And this is leading me to the other thing that I've been learning a lot on my travels is this ability to be flexible and to have flexible structure. And I think this is one of those other uh, things where it's not an either or, it's and it's yes we can be flexible and have structure we have to have flexible structure we have to have some kind of intent and this is why I love the word intention and why I always use it instead of goals it's like it's my my intention is to work three days look my right now I'm looking at these two beautiful horses oh my god they're so beautiful but my intention was to come here to be on a horse farm and record a podcast outdoors however I'm not going to beat myself up if it doesn't happen we have to have that flexibility flexibility with ourselves. Actually, today, this is a perfect example. Our car got stuck in a mudslide. And so for about all of last night and all of this morning, I would say at least three hours this morning, we were trying to get this car out and it wasn't coming out. And so we had to ask for help and I wanted to start earlier and I couldn't. And so I had to be flexible with myself and I had to say, okay, well, we can't do this. And I wanted to record inside of my van, but Now I'm laying on a patch of grass in the middle of the woods and this is perfect. It's allowing ourselves to get out of what we think is perfect because when we connect and tune in to source, to spirit, spirit always has a bigger, grander plan for us. Remember that that cosmic energy is way smarter than us beings, right? We're just human and I don't mean to make us small because human beings are so magical, Like Abraham Hicks says, we are on the leading edge. Like being here on planet Earth is the shit. Like we get to be in these human forms. We get to be these avatars. We get to continuously evolve. We get to think thoughts. We get to express thoughts. We get to do so many things. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful to be human. But also remember that when we're getting guidance, this guidance is coming from a higher perspective. And so don't you think higher intelligence and cosmic perspective knows just a little bit more than us. So I've been reminding myself more to let go, to surrender, to trust, not only in myself, but in the bigger plan that I'm always being protected, that I'm always being guided, that, oh, here's the message. There's no wrong choice. I think we're so afraid to make the wrong choice. I talk to so many people, they're like, Melissa, help me. Is it this or that? And I'm like, It doesn't matter. Like, don't you see? That's actually illusion. Whatever you pick is the right choice. They're like, no, 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 no. There's a wrong one and there's a right one. 
There isn't. All of the choices are right. All you have to do is make it. Actually, there is no wrong choice besides the one that you don't make. Make a choice and go forward. And that's how you'll get to know. And that's how you'll get to continuously practice and strengthen your intuition. We're suffering right now, humans. We're suffering as a race of not trusting ourselves. Notice how easily we give up our power to somebody else and we ask them, well, what do you think? (laughs) What do you think I should do with my business? What do you think I should do with my life? And, you know, I am a business mentor and there are a lot of principles that do apply to mainly all businesses or at least a majority of them, like invoicing and cash flows and assets and, you know, having great reviews and client testimonials and an amazing product suite and client experience and all of that. But I find that Actually, the people that I attract, they know what the hell they're doing. They're actually bosses and they have a lot of mastery in the things that they're doing. They're not, they're, that's not their problem. Their problem is, is that they don't, they don't trust themselves. The problem is, is that they fear that it's not good enough. They fear that they're going to get in trouble. They fear that somebody else is going to call them out. And so those are the things that we have to move through. And so it's about us being flexible with ourselves. Yes, have structure, especially if you're going to be traveling, but don't be hard on yourself. That is something that I've learned over and over and a lesson and a thread that I've been really leaning into in the past 10 days. You know, I can be such a creature of habit in New York. I had my spiritual vortex lab. That's where I would film all of my videos. It was so cute. I had my background. I had my lights. I had my cute chair. Everybody knew the spiritual vortex lab. It was like where I went in and was able to really connect to cosmic codes and messages and really filter them into our communities. And I've learned that I don't have that. I don't have that place. I actually have a better place. I am in the spiritual vortex lab of mother nature, of Pachamama, of earth, of water, of fire, of spirit. And, you know, I've had to let go of the structure that I've seen in my mind where I say to myself, but this is where I do that thing. And I've had to adapt. (laughs) I've had to adapt and not be hard on myself and say, well, that's just not what you have. And so you got to do what what you have right now. You know, funny story. Before it was cool to film in your car because all of these videos have blown up on TikTok where people are filming in their car, which I get because it does give us that kind of of natural sneak peek into, uh, oh shit, this person must really have something important to say. They're saying it from their car. I actually filmed an entire program in my car because... That's all I had. I lived in a tiny home and my goal wasn't to shut down or suppress my desire to be an entrepreneur. My goal was to figure it out. And all I had at that time was a quiet car because, you know, I lived in a tiny home. My dog would bark. uh, My stepdaughter lived there. My wife was, you know, doing her bachelor's degree and doing Zoom calls. And I couldn't, I couldn't build my business in that environment. I literally, I just wasn't confident enough. I realized now that I could have, I just, didn't have the skill and so remember in business it's always going to be and come down to do I need to shift my mindset do I need to shift my reality into something new do I need to invite a new reality do I need to learn a new skill like do I actually need to learn a new product a new skill or do I need to expand my channels right and so at that point I filmed in my car and so again don't be so hard on yourself what matters more It looking pretty or you connecting to your people, to your community, to your sangha. Remember that for me personally, the reasons why I did this work 
wasn't to actually build a seven figure business, wasn't actually even to be rich, make money, fame, none of that. That was not the goal. Like, I just wanted to help people because I was so tired of teaching yoga and seeing so many people break down emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I really wanted to hold more space for them. I didn't realize that I was actually holding space for them already as a practitioner and moving them through the practice and really anchoring into the yoga philosophy that I had learned from my Ashtanga teachers. And that's the practice and the lineage that I bring forth in yoga and then the yamas and the niyamas and, and all the wisdom that was passed down to me that I started to pass down to my students and also continuously walk the walk because we're not perfect beings we're always practicing we're here in like the biggest practice field ever and so don't be hard on yourself please you know the last thing is that being out on the road will give you so much more than I ever expected. You know, I have a beautiful sister who's on the road. I've had other beautiful beings who have been on the road. And I've always asked myself, like, how do they do that? Like, where do they sleep? Like, that must be so scary. And actually doing it in real life has been nothing less than fucking amazing. Has been the ultimate adventure and remember we are the ultimate explorers like we came all the way down here to freaking planet earth to have a motherfucking grand old time you know to love hard yes to experience heartbreak to move through grief through experiencing joy and happiness but everything always for me comes back down to that message of unity the message of love you know I oftentimes can't remember the being that I used to be but somewhere along the way and along the journey my heart opened and my heart completely expanded and my focus is always to give more than I take to give more to the people that I meet along the way even in my business and so just know that if you're being called to soul entrepreneurship and also live your life that you can do it both and that you can give honor and homage to the lineages of wisdom that you're bringing forth and you can also uh, exchange soulful currency that it's all good you know that there is nothing wrong with that I think that's one of the focal points that I really focus on when it comes to Unleash and Unveil is really helping soulful mystical offbeat entrepreneurs specifically BIPOC specifically LGBTQ although I love my allies too but for us to continuously step into our wealth to step into our abundance, whether it's financially, whether it's spiritually, doesn't matter because all of it is feeding our soul. And so this has been such an amazing, 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 transformative 10 days. Continue to stay with us. We're going to be putting up a YouTube channel. And so I'll drop the links to that as well. If you've liked this episode, you can screenshot it. Tag me. I am Melissa Ruiz. Follow me on Twitter. I'm underscore at I am Melissa Ruiz on TikTok. And I will see you next time, humans. Namaste.